Welcome to the Streamline Performance Podcast, where our mission is to provide you, the everyday athlete, with the knowledge, insight, and tools to stay active, improve performance, and avoid injury along the way. We believe that an active life is a life worth living, and if you're here, you likely do too. If you're ready to learn from the best doctors, coaches, athletes, and other leading experts in the ever-changing world of health and wellness, you're in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Streamline Performance Physical Therapy Podcast. Dr. Ryan Spencer here. And today's topic is going to be all about cardio. And we're going to break down zone two training and VO2 max training and why both are important. Um, The book that I got this information from is this book called Outlive by Dr. Peter Atiyah. Pretty big book, pretty thick book. It's all about longevity, all about health and wellness and how you can optimize your lifestyle to live a long and healthy life. And it's a great read, especially if you're into more of the nerdy aspects of the science and the why behind everything. Really, there's a lot of great information in there that almost anyone should read because uh, he does a great job breaking down what certain things are that you may have heard of and things you need to focus on and how to really optimize your lifestyle to have a long and healthy life. So definitely recommend uh, Outlive by Peter Tia, And also he has a podcast called The Drive, which is also very helpful. So there's a lot of things you can learn. Um, and today I want to just branch out on two forms of cardio, zone two training and VO2 max training. So first, what are both of these things? Well, VO2 max, let's break it down. It's basically the max amount of oxygen your body is capable of producing and using uh, while you exercise. So higher your VO2 max, the better shape you're going to be because when you're exercising or you're moving, your muscles require a lot of oxygen, blood flow, all that. So you're going to better be able to utilize that oxygen with your muscles um, while you're training. So you're going to be able to train longer and harder. And also Atia noted in this book that VO2 max is perhaps the single greatest marker for longevity. So basically the higher VO2 max, the higher likelihood you're going to live a long and healthy life. Zone two cardio is a certain zone of cardio. The zones refer to intensity, but zone two is kind of the most common one that's explained and because it's probably the easiest one to do. And it also has a ton of benefits. So uh, zone two cardio should be around 70 to 85% of your peak heart rate, um, but let's keep it simple. Let's break it down. Really zone two cardio, as long as you're doing cardio that is intense enough, that has you breathing heavy a little bit, but you're still able to sustain a conversation. So that could be walking, running, biking, whatever form of cardio, but the intensity should be as such that you can have a conversation, might be a little labor intensive. And if you push just a little bit harder, then you wouldn't be able to talk. So that's kind of how they define zone two cardio. So why should we train it? Well, there's a lot of obvious benefits to cardiorespiratory fitness, right? And one of these studies that Peter Tia mentioned found that poor cardiorespiratory fitness actually carries a greater relative risk to death than smoking. So think about that. If you're in poor shape and you don't do any cardio and you're overweight, out of shape, you can barely walk you're going to have a higher risk of death from that than smoking cigarettes, which is pretty astounding, right? And not only does it have to do with cardiorespiratory fitness, but it also has a lot to do with your cognitive health. So the more zone two cardio and cardio in general you do, the better cognition you're going to have. You're going to have better mood. You're going to have better energy. And also it's been shown to stimulate the production of what's called brain-derived nootropic factor or BDNF. And BDNF is a very important molecule for uh, learning and memory. So Doing cardio can help your brain uh, as well. So it's important not just for heart and you know cardiorespiratory health, but also your brain. So a lot of benefits to do cardio. We can be here all day talking about the benefits, but let's break down uh, how you actually do it. So uh, I mentioned what zone two cardio is and how you do that. 
enough intensity where you could sustain a conversation, but if you push a little bit harder, you'd probably not be able to talk, right? Now, Peter Atiyah's protocol in here for the optimal amount of cardio, if you really are serious about your longevity and long-term health, he recommends doing three hours per week of zone two cardio. And he breaks that down in the four 45-minute sessions of cardio per week. He does it on a bike. It can be any exercise uh, equipment that you choose. It could be walking, could be running, could be hiking, could be biking, whatever whatever you decide to do. Do something that you enjoy so you actually be able to do it. Now, that does sound like a lot of cardio. You know, I'm someone that doesn't like to do a lot of cardio other than my jujitsu or uh, when I was training for my hunting, doing some hiking and stuff. But other than that, I haven't been a big cardio guy, but reading these factoids in this book definitely makes me want to get back to doing more cardio because you'd kind of be silly not to when you hear some of the benefits and some of the stats that the research found. So aim for that. Obviously start small, work your way up. But if you really want to live a long, healthy life, you should be aiming for about four or 45 minute sessions per week of zone two cardio or three hours total. Now VO2 max, it's uh, like I mentioned, it's basically the max amount of oxygen you can produce um, and utilize during exercise. So higher VO2 max means you're in better shape. And the good news that Peter Tia mentioned in this book is that VO2 max can always be improved by training. It doesn't matter your age. And uh, I want to throw some stats at you here because uh, if you don't do anything, and even if you're just you know working out, staying healthy, no matter what, VO2 max will decline roughly by 10% each decade and up to 15% after you turn 50. So it's a pretty big decline in VO2 max as you get older. So imagine you know if it's declining 10% each decade and you're not doing anything, by the time you get into those later years, 60, 70, 80 plus, uh, you're you're going to lose a lot of your fitness if you're not staying on top of this. One study found that increasing VO2 max by 25% in elderly subjects was equivalent to subtracting 12 years from their age. So this was a study Peter Tia mentioned in his book that they took a group of elderly subjects, and I don't remember the or recall the exact age, but I'm guessing probably greater than 70 years old uh, with these subjects. They improved their VO2 max by 25%, which is a big jump but that was equivalent to decreasing their age by 12 years. So they basically shaved off 12 years of their lifespan just by improving their VO2 max. The literature shows that you can improve VO2 max in elderly by about 13% just after eight to 10 weeks of training. And they found it was up to 17% if they sustained that for 24 to 52 weeks. So think about that, just doing a couple months of VO2 max training and you could have a greater than 10% increase in your VO2 max. And these studies were found in elderly people that are probably older than you, for those of you that are listening to this right now. So it's going to be even easier for you to improve your VO2 max if you start early. So how do you do it? What's the protocol? Really, uh, it should be about three to eight minute intervals, call it four minute intervals. So you're going to do four minute at a max pace you can sustain for that four minutes. So we're not talking about like 30 second bursts of hit training. We're doing four sustained minutes at a pace you can maintain for that entire four minutes. So it should be taxing, it should be hard. For example, if you're, if you're using a bike or the air bike, or the echo bike, you can see what wattage you produce and try to stay around a certain wattage, but four minutes at a pace you can, a max pace you can sustain for that four minutes. Then after that four minutes, you do four minutes at a recovery pace. So you're still moving, you're still riding, walking, running, whatever, but you're just at a pace that maybe you go from a run to a light jog or you go from a really intense pedal to a chill pedal and you just want to recover for four minutes. And then you go back to the four minutes of intense training and you want to try to repeat this four to six times. So that can be you know, anywhere from 24 to 40 minutes. So let's call it a half hour. You do that on and off cycles 
four to five minutes for a half hour. It's going to be a tough workout, but you don't have to do this all the time. This is not three hours of this per week like you recommend the zone to. This is something maybe you do once a month or you know once every other week, but you incorporate this at least into your training uh, weekly or monthly. Okay. So that's kind of how you do VO2 max training and zone two training. So there's a lot of benefits to cardio. Um, you know, you're talking to someone that doesn't like to do it, but I'm even going to start doing some more cardio because I recently just went on a hunting trip too, which was a lot of hiking, a lot of zone two. And I, I was surprised I handled that pretty well because I've been doing a lot of zone two cardio lately over the past four to six weeks, uh, training it for my hunt. I've been doing a ruck and I've been just putting 40 to 50 pounds in my pack while I walk my dogs. And, you know, there's, I do that a couple of times a day, especially now in Arizona that the weather's getting nicer. So that's another way you can get your zone two cardio, put some weight in a pack. If you have a good pack or weighted vest, you'd be surprised how much 15, 20, 30 pounds is. Uh, It doesn't seem like a lot, but when you wear that and you're walking one to two miles plus, it's pretty tough, pretty tough. So start light. If you're going to do weighted ruck, you know, start with less than you think and kind of slowly add weight. I tended to just add started. I started about 30 pounds and I had about five pounds a week till it's up to 50. And I kind of hung out with that. So that's an example of how I'm getting my zone two cardio in. Uh, I hope the protocols in this breakdown uh, gives you a better idea of how to focus on it and how to do it. Um, so that's another episode of you and uh, my research and reading nuggets in 10 minutes or less. Uh, again, all the sources and information from this podcast are from the book Outlive by Dr. Peter Atia. So check it out. It's a great resource and hope you enjoyed this podcast. Stay healthy, stay fit, stay moving. Have a great day.